Welcome to Grace Thoughts, the radio ministry of Grace Connection Church with Pastor Tim Kelly. Grace Thoughts has been dedicated to preaching a clear gospel of grace for over 20 years. Here is Pastor Kelly. That's individual acts and that's the whole old nature of man, the whole fallen nature of man. That we're a dead, Ephesians 2, 1, and our trespasses and sins. Those things are separated from a God. Jesus took on that need. I love this illustration or this perspective. God in eternity, he sees human need. He sees human depravity. He sees Romans chapter 1, 2, and 3. He looks at the, the, the ramifications and the effects that sin has had on the human race. What am I going to do as a solution? I have to give the human race hope. I have to, how do I fix the problem that they brought upon themselves through eating of the tree in the garden? Well, my plan is, is profound. And that my plan is orchestrated by my wisdom. It was motivated by my love. And it was carried out by my power. And the plan is this. My cross. My cross is God's answer. That everyone of every human, of every man and woman's needs. Romans 4 and 5. But he doesn't stop there. Now we have a new life, Romans 6 through 8. We have, as we brought out a few weeks ago, we, we identify when Jesus died, I died with him. When he resurrected, I resurrected with him. When he ascended, Ephesians 2, 6, I ascended with him. Um, and and I, now my positional standing is with Christ in the heavenly places. Well, what happens if I sin? Romans chapter 7. Well, I go to Romans chapter 8. Therefore, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How do I live this life? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a new government inside of me, the government of the Holy Spirit in Romans 8 verse 2. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. The law of sin and death, the governing power, the government of, of sin and death that used to reign in me was the, it now has been supplanted by the law of life. Romans 6 through 8. Then we go to Romans chapter 9, talks about God's, God's people, the Jews, 9 to 11, the Jews. What about those promises to the Jews? Well, as one person said, the Jews sort of fumbled the ball a little bit. They missed the Messiah, who was Jesus. These promises will be realized. But for now, it's you and I, the church, that has Jews in it and Gentiles in it and everything in between, a bunch of mongrels. The church of Jesus Christ. A new, a new race of people called the church. Now, we're ready for discipleship. We understand Romans 1 through 11. Now we're ready. Therefore, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's the word surrendered. The word surrendered is in the, in the Webster's Dictionary. It, says it means to be yielded or delivered to the power of another. To be resigned or given up to. My friends, when we surrender our lives to God, it is a life changer. God gave me a blank check. Whatever you need from me, I'll be. Now I want to I wanna challenge us all. Here's the key to transformation. I have another blank check. 
me, myself, and I. It's the name of the bank. The me, me, myself, and I bank. I write a blank check to God. What do I? What's what's in my life? And I give it over. I sign it over to Him. He surrendered his assets to me. He surrendered his life to me. He said, whatever you need me to be, his power to me. And this is the key to my transformation. I take my life and I give it back. God, do with me as you would do with me. God, I'm giving you a blank check. Just like you gave me a blank check. I'm giving you control over my relationships. I'm giving you control over my schedule, over my resources. God, God, I'm giving you control over my finances. I'm giving you control over my past. I'm giving you control over how I was brought up as a young child. I'm giving you control over the poor relationships that were abusive to me for maybe maybe many years. I'm giving you control over the trauma that I knew as as a young person or even as an older person. I'm giving you control over my grief, my heartache, my pain, my loss. I'm giving you control. I'm surrendering my life. I'm writing you, God, a blank check. What do you want from me? I won't speak much longer here, but I just want to talk about what is surrender and what is discipleship. I'm using them almost interchangeably. First of all, please understand that it's not doing stuff. It's not getting busy. It's not like, all right, I'll teach nursery. Well, actually, it is that. <laughs> Just kidding. But it's, um, it, it's, not those, it's, not, it's not Christian activity. Discipleship is an issue of the heart. It's something that goes on inside of you that will work its way out to the outside, but it starts on the inside, it grows on the inside, and puts roots down on the inside. It's not Christian activity. It's not even Christian behavior per se. That could be an indicator of discipleship, but it might not be. The word disciple is the word manthanos. Many of you know that. It's an old, old word, um, Greek word, and it means student or learner. But one of the nuances of manthanos is, is deeper than that. It's not only if I was here to teach you physics, I'd be your teacher, and you'd be my student, and I would teach you all that I know about physics, which I don't know anything about it, but if I, if I was, I would teach you, and you'd be, my, in a sense, my disciple. But this word is more rich than that, manthanos. Manthanos means that I reflect the one who discipled me. I reflect their character. I reflect their nature. I reflect their, their, their convictions. I, I watch them as my example. I want to be like them. And so I'm a disciple of Jesus. Not only do I reflect his teachings, which is obviously incredibly important, I reflect his demeanor. I reflect his personality. I reflect how he treated people, his passions, his love, how he laid down his life, how he, um, he, he touched a leper. I, I reflect on these things. See, that's what discipleship means. I copy the one that, I, that I'm saying is my teacher. So the first thing we want to surrender is we need to, we need to have an abandonment to redemption. This is Oswald Chambers' talk. I thought this was a brilliant statement he might made. He says, belief in redemption is difficult because it needs self-surrender first. In other words, we talk a lot about redemption here. We talk a lot about the cross. 
We talk a lot about the finished work of Christ and the exchange life gospel and the different ways we may, may phrase it here. But the first place I want to surrender is there. I want to surrender to the cross. I want to surrender to the work of the cross for me. See, some of us never surrender there. We understand the cross. Mechanically, we understand what Jesus did on the cross. But I don't surrender my life to the cross. I don't surrender my life to the identity the cross wants to give me. I don't surrender my life to the transformation the cross wants to give me. I don't surrender my life to an identity, the identity that the cross wants to give me. I say, no, I'm, I, know I'm, I know I'm blood bought. I know I'm saved. I know I'm born again. I know I'm sealed with the Spirit. But I'm going to still use my past as my identity. I'm going to use that person's offense as my identity. I'm going to use my poor childhood as my identity. I'm going to use that traumatic event as my identity. So what have I done? Really, I have not surrendered to the cross. When I've surrendered to the cross, I say, God, you are my identity. You're my thoughts. You're my past. You're who I am. You're my present. You're my future. I'm giving everything in my life, past, present, and future, to your ministry towards me, to your blank check towards me. Well, pastor, isn't that the easy way out? It's the only way out. Doesn't God, does God get glorified that way? He gets incredibly glorified that way because He's the only one that can do it. It was His cross, not mine. He opened the door. I didn't open it. He opened the door. That's why in Ephesians 2.7 it says, For the ages to come that He may show the exceeding riches of His grace. Amazing verse. The ages to come, talking about the future state. I'm going to show the exceeding riches of your grace. Well, what do you mean by that? Simple. You are the exceeding riches of His grace. The church. Here we are walking through the streets of gold as the exceeding riches of God's grace. The angels look at us and say, there's God's grace on the streets of gold. What's walking down the street? God's grace. I thought his name was Tim Kelly. It is. But it's God's grace that he's here. So we submit ourselves to, to um, um, redemption. We surrender ourselves to redemption. Surrender is an unending but imperfect desire to fellowship with God. It's the giving up of self. It's the giving up of self-analysis, self-critique, self-judgment. It's just giving up self and becoming occupied with Christ and the things of God. It's probably a little harder than I made it, huh? But that's what it is. God, I don't want to use myself, not only what I want from myself, but what I need from myself. In other words, whatever that internal need that we all have, and they're all different for all of us, I'm just relinquishing all these things. I'm surrendering these things. Transform me. Make me who you want to make me. Because we know in Romans 8.29... That your ultimate goal for all of us is that we'll be conformed to the image of your son. This is a great word that you find in Christian circles. When you type it into your word document, you'll come up with a little red line under it because it doesn't exist in the dictionary. But it does exist in some of the Christian books and the commentaries. This is a word called Christ-likeness. And that's the ultimate goal. 
of discipleship. We become little undeified Christ represented in the world. Sinners, yes. We fail, yes. We fall short of the glory of God regularly. <laughs> but we become little, little representations of Jesus Christ on earth. Not just his words where we pound people over the head with the word of God, but his character, his nature, his love, his compassion, his brokenness. And we become a purveyor of this message. This blank check that God has given us. Listen, I can't write this check out if he didn't write this check out. Because he wrote this check out, I can write this check out. If I want to be like him, and I do, then I just got to give it up. God, take my life. Do what you will. I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you my habits. I'm giving you my, my addictions. I'm, give, I'm just giving it. I'm not saying I'm going to be delivered over tomorrow night, but I'm, give, I'm giving you everything. God, take control of my life. I surrender all. Thank you for listening to Grace Thoughts, a ministry of Grace Connection Church. This is Pastor Kelly. If you live in the Bay Area, we would love to meet you. Our service times are Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Grace Connection Church is located at 4017 56th Avenue North, St. Petersburg. Or you can call us at 727-565-4674. Again, 727-565-4674. Or visit us on the web at graceconnectionchurch.org. Again, that is graceconnectionchurch.org. We hope we get a chance to meet you. Until then, keep thinking grace thoughts.